The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. On the line we have Bucket. Good morning, how are you? Oh, very, very good indeed. After that great performance for the Australian uh, cricket squad, wasn't it? That was a wonderful bounce. The way they bounced back and, you know, all these so-called experts who know everything about Australian cricket, well, they better go back and study study the uh, textbooks, I think. Did you stay up and watch it? Yes, I watched it. My dear, I, I, I think the Australians, you know, were, were you know, switched on right from the word go. They won the won the toss, and they and they decided to bowl everything, so they had confidence in, in what they were going going to do. And Peter Kelly is with me as well in the studio. Peter, did you stay up and watch the World Cup? I was fast asleep all night, of course. But good morning, uh, yes, good morning, Mitchell and uh, Bucket. I actually had the radio next to my bed, so I just happened to wake up at quarter past one and. Um, so I laid there and listened to it on uh, on one of the stations. But you're right, Bucket. We um, I think it was a Bangladesh that we got a little bit of a, a didn't play really well leading up to the World Cup, and that's where they they came out and said we were gone, uh, wouldn't do much damage in the in the World Cup. I think we were ranked seventh coming into it. So you're exactly right. Yeah, but basically, what what surprises a lot a lot of Australian so-called supporters or so-called supporters. Of cricket, they just wiped the Australian squad right off, didn't they? Oh yeah, I think it's one one of the sports, one of our teams that um, uh, a lot of uh, people are very quick to uh, to get on on board when we're going all right, but very quick to uh, to put us down to when things are not looking well. So I thought uh, overall it was just a, a brilliant performance, and uh, as you say. The toss was very important. I think that someone said that the last nine games leading into tonight, the side that's batted second has won. And yeah, you know, so there's, yeah, there's, yes. for whatever reason, um, oh, batting second. Yeah, yeah, bat second. So yeah, win the toss. It's uh, very important. So, but look, we chased down what 177 in the semi, and then um, and then last night I had to chase down 172. So I was a little bit concerned, Bucket and Mitchell, when um, when our um, captain went, when uh, Aaron Finch went for five. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's a team sport, isn't mm. it? Yeah, so not all members of a team will perform on, on, on the same day. No, no. Yeah, Finchie's had, had his little outs and things like that. Oh, yeah. But as a captain, there's been no better captain than him of any Australian side, I think. No. And then you could see Mitchell Marsh straight away. Like, his, the first three balls was, what, a six and two four. So he was not going to muck around. But we really never looked like... Uh, no real serious doubt, I don't think, after uh, after the loss of that first wicket and Warner, um another good innings. But, uh, yeah, Mitchell March, uh, March, just a great performance, 77 off, um, off 50 deliveries. And um, yes. Glenn Maxwell chipping in with his 28, and as we said, Dave Warner, 53. So uh, it was very, very good. Great result. And I think we'll see a lot of great performances, you know, from, uh, from the Australian uh, t- uh, cricketers, like in the future too. Next year when uh, I, I think Australia go over to Pakistan and play over there, so that'll be interesting yep. What's those sort of games too. It will be indeed, yeah. So uh, so they can all breathe a nice sigh of relief and Justin Langer was under plenty of criticism too. So they have, um, as Ted Whitten would say, we stuck it up and that was away. <laughs>
it just doesn't uh, allow to, to, to have that settlement. So, yeah. but yeah, as you said, Baker, Josh Kelly, well, he, he midfield, he's, he, he was silky smooth all year, Josh Kelly. Yeah. He won the Kevin Sheedy medal. Toby Green finished second, Jacob Hopper third. Um, Kelly had 25 plus possessions in 17 matches this year, so he was a real, he, he ignited that uh, that side. And then you had someone like Sam Taylor, who uh, has uh, it's come along very well uh, down back. And um, yeah, they've got a good young list. Um, uh, young ones like Lockie Ash, Isaac Cumming, as you said, Sam Taylor, Connor Eden, uh, James Peatling's another one. So, um, but as I said, the injuries hurt them. Uh, they really like Shane Mumford. Well, he's retired. Oh, um, gee, what a teammate he was. Uh, he, yeah, went, yeah. he gave uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, eight hours a day, didn't he? Like yeah. he worked yeah. on, on the tracks, both training and uh, and playing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and that was a problem because Braden Pruce who they got across from Melbourne because he did his shoulder pre-season. So he didn't come onto the ground at all this year. So he, uh, all reports are that he's uh, he's looking like he'll have a really good pre-season. So there's a bonus in the ruck with Kieran Briggs and probably Matty Flynn. Um, can, can you tell, tell me the relationship between Leon Cameron and his players? It, it must be pretty pretty strong. I think it is. I really do. You know, there was times where you thought, gee, they're, they're going to fall away, they're going to fall away. But as you say, Bucket, they just kept bouncing back. Uh, they win a game, oh, yeah, and I, I think he's definitely. There's no doubt he's uh, he's certainly got the players. So um, you know that they uh, it's a pretty close knit group. I think there. The only thing that will hurt them again um, is obviously no Toby Green for the first five matches. So that's yeah. there, there you go again. But they have one games without him, yeah. um, and another important. Uh, cog in this uh, in this machine will be. I think if Jesse Hogan can have an injury for a year and, and, and up forward, tip on one there. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be. Uh, it'll be. It'll be really good. So, uh, and the other one too, Steve Canilio. Does he retain the captaincy? There's obviously an issue there. His form fell right away once he was given the captaincy. Now he's very popular, but now there's stories that yeah, maybe he's not the right man to uh, to lead the uh, to lead the club. So, do you think it's the pressure of being a captain? It can affect, can't it, Bucket and Mitchell? You've seen you've seen players lose form when they've got the captaincy. Somebody who's a very handy footballer, been a good junior, and moves up into into the senior grades and things like that. Yeah, get a little bit nervous. That everything might might go right here because of mm. dead injuries and things like that. Yeah, form. So if you can get Cornelio back into form, as we saw in Braden Proust on the ground and Jesse Hogan, no injuries and a few others, and Toby Green, um, you know. After he comes back from his five weeks, uh, behaves himself. Um, it should be good. They've already during the. Tra- Sorry. What do you do with Toby? <laughs> oh, look, he's just. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask that actually. I mean, he's clearly a very talented player, and as as you said, I think won a lot of games for GWS. But he's also spent a lot of time suspended. So when he does his time and comes back, do you think he'll be a reformed player? Do you think the suspension system works and gives players an opportunity to look at how they behave and they think, oh, I'm going to really, um, you know, clean up my act and be a better mm-hmm. performer? Yeah, the, the, the coaches will be hoping he, he certainly does that. But at the same time, it's very, very hard for a coach to change things around too much if the player's performing and kicking goals and things like that, like like he does. Yes, look, and I don't think a change of club or anything would be any, make any difference. I mean, that was just a uh, just a, yeah, a, a silly decision no. he made with that umpire, and yeah. uh, it was just you just couldn't believe that what happened yeah. there. But anyway, look, they've also got picks, uh, draft picks two thirteen. 
and uh, then two in the fifties. So picks two and thirteen. So they'll uh, they'll get a couple of uh, very very good young players there as well. So they got their academy, don't they? they yeah, out of that area, don't they? Mm-hmm. So look, I I think. Um, the first five weeks will be important. They need to win at least three of those, I think, without Toby Green. Yeah. And then uh, if everything falls, the cards fall their way, I, I think they'll play finals like you do. Bucket, yeah, um, yeah. no problems there, I think. Well, there you go. So, uh, in summary, you think that they could make finals, or they probably will make finals, GWS in 2022. Um, bottom part of the eight, do we think? No, no, I believe they'll. You know, this will be the sixth time, like in ten seasons, that they'll they'll uh, play finals. And top four, you're you're saying, are you? A wonderful record, get, getting there. Mm. Yeah, I, look, I yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I, look, they'll play. I, I think they'll play finals, but yeah, I, I'm more likely that fifth to eighth. I guess when we look at it at the end of the when we do the eight inside, we might we might have twelve in. <laughs> yeah, want to fit into yeah. eight, we better check check up where we put in these. Well, that's right. I mean, you can only have four sides in the top, top four, four, and you know it's very competitive to get one of those four spots. But yeah, um, they're a great side, and there's that bit of rivalry I think between them and Geelong now because they've actually won. I'll, I'd almost say most games against Geelong, but I'd have to check. Um, but they're very competitive, and you know came down here at the end of the season this year and really showed Geelong up, didn't mm. they? Yeah, they did, they did. Yeah. And there's a young, oh, there's a, they, they picked up that Jared Brander, as I said, from West Coast uh, in the, uh, during the uh, trade period. Now, he, he played 11 games with West Coast. He was averaging 20, 20 per session, so he's, he's already a handy pickup for them, but yeah. Yeah, they'll go fifth to eighth. Very good. All right, moving right along, um, the A-League bucket, uh, you wanted to have a bit of a chat about that. Is that one of the sports you enjoy watching over the summer? I not really enjoy watching because the, the actors in the side who dive down and hit the grass and things like that. But I, I noticed the Geelong side had a nice uh, nice little win on, on Sunday night. I know, I know it was only a, like a practice, uh, like a sort of a practice game. It was, uh, uh, it was a victory. And this week they've got a very important clash coming up against... Uh, Western Sydney are playing as victory in Geelong. So, first, right. it, it, like anybody that's interested in it, like you go down and have a look at Geelong. So I think Geelong, Geelong are improving all, all the time, but gee, that the victory is always going to be a bit of a challenge. And uh, gee, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, Geelong side go. And they must win these home games. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah, I haven't really taken a, a great deal of notice at the moment, but I must admit, I will uh, we'll start to uh, to follow it with uh, with a lot of interest in the next few weeks. So, it. Um, so how long before the start of the season is it? Bucket is another Saturday night. It starts. It starts the first round. Okay. A victory like down here in Geelong. So basically, they had that win over Newcastle at the at the weekend. Yeah, they were. Oh, sorry, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I've got it up here actually. Now, Western United against Melbourne Victory, the twentieth of November, which is Saturday, seven forty-five p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that there's tickets available. How does I don't even know how sport works at the moment. Can you actually go? Um, and engage, or do we have to wait until we get to ninety percent yeah. doubly vaxxed? I'm not well, sure. now they've uh, sort of opened it up. Yeah, sport opened it up for the uh, little kids and juniors and things like that. Or mm. I think it's opened up. Yeah, surely they, they can get this uh, uh, soccer going. Hopefully, they could have ten thousand people down there or something. But mm. um, all right, so we're going to be wearing our um, what is it, green and black green scarves, and black scarves. Um, next sun next Monday. <laughs> 
it'd be nice start of the season if they can can win that one. Yeah, that sure. would be good. Yes. Uh, look, we'll take a break and we'll come back after the break. And uh, Peter, you've got a bit of local football news for us, so stand by. This is Mitchell Dye with Mitchell's Front Page on 94.7 The Pulse. And Wes Jay is coming up after 11 o'clock with 45 RPM, the Motown special. And don't forget to ring through with all of your Motown song requests. Uh, now, Peter, um, you've got a bit of an update for us in terms of local football. Yeah, there's a couple of interesting ones and uh, one that I'm, I'm sure you'd be interested in too, Bucket. At St. Joey's Best and Fairest winner, Henry Walsh, has um, put in for a clearance to Colwack. Uh, yeah, par- uh, one thing I'll say about Colwack, they got stung a couple of years ago when, when they were raided a, a little bit by Geelong clubs and mm. was, now they're coming back and they're, they're going to be a powerhouse side picking up players like him. Oh yeah, look at there. I know St. Joe's are very disappointed but uh, he obviously uh, he has connections down there and, and he's working on a farm down around their Colac area so uh, Joey's have also lost Cam Tudor and uh, Jordan um Garris has gone to Anglesey, so very handy. Uh, but on the uh, positive side for uh, for Joey's is Cal Mitchell and James Gow have stepped away from their VFL Geelong program, so they will be uh, available each week for St Joey's. Bell Park's uh, Benny Lloyd uh, has received an invitation to Geelong's AFL pre-season training. And in the GDFL, Will Ford, uh, the winch captain, has uh, moved across to Bell Post Hill, which is a very uh, family connections there over the years. So Will Ford, a good pick up for Bell Post and Anarchy, they start their pre-season on Wednesday evening. They have picked up uh, Braden uh, Riddle from Midiamo, who's a big ruckman, and uh, Mitch Howe, who's from Mottawari, he's gone to uh, Anarchy as a midfielder. So uh, not all doom and gloom, but Anarchy, a couple of handy signings there. So uh, they're getting stuck into it from Wednesday night. So that's uh, that's about it for the local uh, the local yeah. football. Well, both can, can walk through the gate. That, that'll be pretty good too, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, so, and uh, I think you mentioned the draft. Are we got quickly, were you going to say something about the draft? Bucket? Oh, yes, yeah, the, the draft is, is coming down upon us and on the 24th and 25th of November. The one thing I've noticed, like in recent times, how the, how the young guys are educated. Yeah, they mm-hmm. speak so well on the radio when they're interviewed and things like that. They're, they're mostly big guys who, 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 who got the... Uh, uh, he got a fair amount of ability, and gee, at the same time, I think looks like as as if uh, uh, Sam Darcy, the, the father and son of the former Footscray player, like all game number one, he must be a, 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 a real gun, I think. Yeah, and young Dacos as well, isn't he? There's there's five names that've been bandied around very quickly from the Geelong Falcons: so Cooper White, Toby Conway, Noah Gadsby, Mitch Nevitt and Oscar Morrison, and I think those five boys will be picked up at some stage during the draft. So, again, the Falcons, good breeding ground for some uh, for AFL players. Just um, in terms of what Bucket was saying about their education, I see that there's a bit of controversy, people getting upset about some AFL commentators overemphasising which schools certain players mm-hmm. went to, um, which I think is just a bit ridiculous, to be honest, in that there's great people to come out of every school and also terrible people to come out of every school. Some good so. rats coming out of some good schools. Yeah, so it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, there's, it doesn't really make much of a difference. It's uh, each individual person, isn't it, that makes a, a difference. But I see that some people get really angry when, for example, Brian Taylor says, oh, the old Scotch boys down mm. on the 
forward 50 or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we don't want to mention people's education anymore because we might also be rounded up and criticised. Yeah, no, look, I, you're right, Bucket 2 and, and Mitchell, they, they, they do a, a big uh, background check on the, on everything. They go you know, right through the family as far as, you know, call them, you know Like, uh, going to local schools and, and going, but I think that dropped off a little bit, and I think that was really, really disappointing, you know, when it did it at the time, because, like, a, like a school like the Cryo Tech and that, you know, a lot of kids would go past there, and, and we know with the uh, history of, of North Shore and that, like in the past, mm. when, when a good youth would always come into the North Shore Football Club, but it no longer really does. No, I think we mentioned that a few times. You know, you don't get look, a real look in if you're playing in a GDFL um, um, competition, unfortunately. But, mm, um, shame. Yeah, but uh, oh, look, if, if you're good enough, um, there's always someone out there. And you, you often see a lot of coaches of, of, of football clubs will, will, on behalf of that young player, will ring a club and uh, a, a club scout and say, listen, I, I just come and have a look at this young fella. He might be playing in this competition, but he is, he is something special. So. Well, you better go to the final word, Bucket. I think, yeah, when you look at the talent of, of the females, like in, in international sport, I, I, I think we, we've got a lot of uh, improvement to, you know, to see in, in that area, I think. Mm, true. And uh, Peter? Yeah, well, again, I'm, uh, I might go home and have a par nap shortly because <laughs> after listening to, the, listening to the cricket all night for the great victory, again, by, by Australia. Yes, uh, probably worth it. And then just go and catch up this afternoon and uh, you'll be refreshed by late afternoon. Thank you very much to both of you. I'm looking forward to catching up again next Monday. And uh, that's about it from me for today. Where's Jay's with you straight after the 11 o'clock news with 45 RPM. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.